<laughs> okay, I'm just going to start like that. Hello, listeners, and welcome back to the Patriot Cast, your video game podcast for banter, news, and friends talking about random stuff. My name is Andrew, as always. I'm back, and with me, I have three of the most faithful co-hosts any man could wish for from all over the world, starting from the furthest place probably possible from where I'm sitting right now. Mr. Jordan Wyatt is joining us from New Zealand. Mr. Jordan Wyatt, in the morning, how are you? In the morning, and Tim Trills. It's great to be here. Hi, Andrew. It's, it's excellent to have you. It's to have you back for this week, as always. And from completely the other side of the world, we have Mr. Javier Bustamante from I'm not gonna say Los Angeles. No, I want to say Hollywood, but then I, I thought to myself, he's told me five times not to say it. So from Los well, Angeles, uh, USA. Los, Los Angeles is, is more open. Like it could be Hollywood, it could be anywhere. Hills, so yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm here um, biting my nails as I watch uh, Costa Rica play for life and death in the Gold Cup soccer match. So I uh, probably won't talk much today. Yeah, yeah. The excitement of sports. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> How excited <laughs> I am, you can see here. Also joining us from not so far away from myself. Actually, right now he is. Uh, from, as I was <laughs> on location traveling, Mr. Toby Edwards is joining us from Rome, Italy. Toby, how are you? How is Rome? Yeah, pretty, pretty good. It's amazing. I'm trying to act like uh, Ezio from Assassin's Creed and skulking around the city. But yeah, it's fantastic. I think you would act more like someone... Climb some buildings. Yeah, so, <laughs> yeah be careful. Um, and uh, you know, yeah. Anyway, so uh, but the only the only vivid experience is uh, you know I, I I tried to play all the Assassin's Creed games, but I, I don't know I I never got too into them. The, the main thing I remember about them was the first one where you just walk and then you accidentally budge into people and it's just old dudes with beards just shouting infidel at you and chasing you. That's all I remember. <laughs> just old man beards shouting infidel and chasing you down the street. Great, great time. Infidel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Excellent. Anyway, um, you get better. The game get better. Yeah, yeah. All right, anyway, so let's uh, let's let's get into the show. This is we're going back. E three is over now. We can kind of forget about that. Although its ripples and repercussions are being felt all over the industry. Uh, so we're going back to kind of our, our old school format. We're going to talk about a couple of news, a couple of rumors, here, things here and there, and hopefully it's going to be a fun show for everyone. So, guys, let's start off first of all with. Um, the Apple thing I want to leave maybe towards the end because I have a feeling that's going to be a very interesting conversation. Let's let's introduce uh, a new topic to the discussion. Something something I think we're going to call the rumor section, the rumor room. Something we don't have a proper name for it, but basically this is where rumor we mill. take rumor mill. Yes, this is where we take um, rumors, funny enough, uh, which are happening in the industry right now, and talk about them. Do we think they're going to be true? Do you think they're going to be false? All that kind of stuff. So. This week's rumor do, is. Do we? Yes. Oh, okay. I was gonna say, do we need any music for it? Because I could, I could play something real quick. Uh, don't worry, <laughs> I'll, 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 I'll do, I'll do it in post. Uh, okay, so this. You know me. Yes, you know me. Yes, yes. This week's rumor um, would. Um, I don't know who. Anyone want to read this out? Uh, should I read read it out? Um, anyone? Uh, okay, no. Okay, anyway. So, the big rumor is Xbox 720 to be announced at E3 2012, and this is, uh, let's just, you know, be nice and sort the yeah. So, this is from G4TV.com, and uh, according to a high-ranking industry source, 
at developer Crytek, quoted by videogamer.com. Okay, so they're getting it from someone else as well. (laughs) This is, you know, this could be a bit of a Chinese whisper here. It's likely (laughs) that Microsoft will announce the Xbox 720 at E3 2012. The source also revealed that Crytek is already developing Time Splitters Fallout. That's, That's a franchise I haven't heard of for a while. Time for this fall for the new console, and that it will be uh, even shown behind closed doors at E th- at E three this year. Hold on, it that it oh there was that it was even shown behind closed doors. Well, that's interesting. Um, so let's 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 not go too far into this uh, thread. What do we think initially, guys? So, t- so first of all, seven twenty. Uh, I don't think anyone in this world thinks that the actual console is going to be. Named the Xbox 720. Uh, so Xbox, see, this is the third Xbox. So if we call it the Xbox Three, it'll be two. I, I think I just I just told this to guys before we started the show. We're moving away from like numbers at the end of things. You know, moving away from you know uh, Star Trek Seven or you know uh, was it Nightmare on Elm Street Thirteen that kind of stuff. These days it's all Peace Walker, First Class, you know, Requiem, whatever it is. And uh, so, um, I think it's probably going to be called something like Xbox Alive, or Xbox Forever, or Xbox, Xbox in the House, or I don't know, whatever the word is. <laughs> but, uh, but, so yeah, this, uh, away from them, what do we, uh, Javier, t- tell us what you think about this whole debacle. Well, yeah, it's uh, the same thing that I always say, numbers are, are lazy. <laughs> in, in this case, for not for math, but for uh, products and, and things like that. You know, it's uh, naming something one, two, three, four, five, whatever. It's, it's, I, I don't like it. It's, it's, it seems just lazy planning from developers and, and big, uh, you know, big suits at, at places. So I, I think it's better when they uh, think of a name and and even if it's a bad name, even if people don't like, you know, Wii U or PlayStation Vita or whatever, at least uh, it shows that they're uh, they care they care enough for their product to uh, name it something and 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 give it give it a personality mostly because uh, that's another high uh, sell point of of any any console. As for an Xbox uh, next Xbox console, um, I thought it was kind of like a little bit, I guess, um, early according to. Uh, to industry standards that <clears throat> they were showing a new a new Xbox machine mm-hmm. uh but I'm 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 pretty sure that they want to get ahead on the game and and you know not stay not stay behind especially since they don't you know they don't have a, a portable except if you you know if you consider a phone a portable I mean well uh they don't they don't have a portable device for for Xbox games and uh I think it's it's good from them that they start doing this now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, going back to, to just what you started off with in the names, I think you, you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't. You know, whenever you, you know, whenever you give the name to a console, initially it's oh Vita, oh we people get mm-hmm. used to it. But I, I, yeah. I, mean, I, I wasn't around then. But were people as as fussy about the names back when the Mega Drive or the Genesis or the, the Jaguar or the uh, Master System came out. I mean, were the people, did people really care about, care about the names back then? I don't think so. No. No, no it, seemed, no. it seemed like, you know, they, they were, maybe they just ran out of cool-sounding names. Um, <laughs> the Jaguar was a cool name. Yeah, unfortunately, <laughs> it, didn't, it didn't really <laughs> help the console, did it? Uh, okay, well, Toby, what do you have to say about this? 
Well, in regards just to the, the actual sort of rumour of, of the uh, Xbox 720 being announced next year, I, I almost, whether the actual rumour is true and, and the source is true, I, I almost uh, believe it, um, just that it, that it actually will happen. Uh, it seems like this whole Kinect thing, well, they've, they, they've kind of done it to sort of uh, avoid that point in the console life, life cycle where, you know, the big games stop getting developed developed for it because they're going for the next generation and maybe the Kinect's kind of a way to make games that are pretty sh- sort of crappy and just on rails but they have the whole Kinect thing so it's kind of like spicing up just like the, the very end of the cycle I guess mm, yeah. uh, it seems like that, that might be in a sort of doing but I mean if you go back a year from now you know the amount of money and the amount of just resources Xbox Microsoft put behind investing into the promotion of the Kinect is amazing how you know, well, it might be derivative of, I mean, their next console might have, you know, something, you know, Kinect-ish built in. But, in terms of, but guys, in terms of Kinect, do we think that the Wii U will inadvertently do what the Wii... The, hold on, I've got, I've got, there's a lot of words here, I've got to put them together in the right order. Do we <laughs> think that the Wii U will inadvertently do for the three, the Kinect and the Move what the original Wii did for the PS2, where... The, the PS2 didn't die for, lived for a few years longer because the same games were being made for the Wii and ported to the PS2 quite cheaply. Do you think now that the Wii U has the same processing, processing capabilities as the, three, as the 360 and the PS3 and, has, and all three consoles have the kind of the waggle interactive controls, do we think we're going to get... Uh, the Wii U games on Connect and on the Move, hence the Wii U actually extending the life cycle of Connect and Move. Uh, does anyone want to comment on that? Have you? No, I haven't seen anything on on the uh, on the Wii U that would like really lead me to believe. Oh, it's got the same processing power and this and that. They say it's you know, it's a little bit. I guess more powerful than PS3 or yeah. Xbox 360, but where's the proof? I, I I mean, a lot of people, you know, are skeptics on this, and and I'm one of those people. I I wouldn't like I don't want to say like oh yeah I I know it for a fact when when I I don't know what's going on with the with the machine. It, they just say it is the same processing power, but they don't show anything that we can that we can count as as proof. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 a very valid point, Javier. I mean, you can't believe everything the manufacturers tell you. Okay, well, um, let's uh, let's go into this, Jordan. Lead us into what you actually think about going away from the name, from from all these connections. The actual facts. Do do we think the uh, the Xbox is going to be the, the the third generation of Xbox consoles is going to be unveiled at, at, at next year's E3? Well, sure. Why not? I mean. Um... Uh, who knows? I just think it sounds like a sort of big PR thing, really. It's like all the other ones had the awesome products at E3, and I didn't really think Xbox had anything. There was no. the Vita, they had the Wii yeah. U, and it feels like a catch-up thing. And um, Yeah, I've just been reading a lot about PR stories about Facebook being on the offensive, about some new secret product that they're working on, for example. And this is all from TechCrunch. They had an article <laughs> yesterday. The super face. <laughs> Facebook. Yeah, exactly. Facebook. Um, it's, it's some way of taking over mobile payments on the iPhone, from what I can understand, and yeah, it's going to be a big deal if it you know, comes out. Um, and so they've got the PR working all crazy on that. And uh, reading this Xbox 720 to be announced, according to a high-ranking industry source at developer Crytek, <laughs> you know, the, 
I mean, yeah, they're a big game, you know, developer and everything, but uh, you know, um, it's not like it's coming from Sony or Nintendo or or uh, Microsoft for me. Um, G4 TV, yeah, and I'm looking at an ad here for the Revolution cell phone by LG, and it mentions uh, meet meet the newest superpower. It's it's sort of like promoting it using the Green Lantern movie, India. and it's like. It's like, come on, guys. I mean, do you really want to have, like, the iPhone 4 brought to you by Spider-Man 3? You know, doesn't that cheapen the product? But all all of this seems like PR to me. I mean, who the hell knows what it's going to be? And, and even if Crytek reckon they know what's going on, I mean, whatever, you know. Um, it does seem like the Xbox needs sort of some good PR, some good publicity, because the thing is, damn old now. I mean, both the PS3 mm, and the Xbox feel oldest. pretty old to me. Right. And well, w- when you've got a Wii U that six. comes out and it's all... Yeah, it's all I mean, fancy, you know. It's like the the Xbox 360 came out in 2005, early 2005. So the console itself is nearing seven, you know, six. It's six, seven years, which is for a console is an, an extremely long time. And that kind of snowballs into another discussion, guys. Do we think the Xbox is holding the industry back in terms of advancements in process processing and graphic rendering capabilities, where? You know, the PS3 is obviously more powerful than the, uh, than the 360, but because 360 is the dominant console and has been for the last six, seven years, the, the games are being cross-developed for both those consoles, and we can't really... The industry is just gimped, if you will, by this the 360 on one hand by with the lack of processing and the Wii on the other hand with the waggle controls. Do you think we're going in a completely <laughs> different direction, uh, Toby? Um, yeah, I think that the console life cycles are getting much longer. I just think that's because the game developers can't um, keep up with the technology that's uh, you know that they're being given. I mean, yeah, there is an argument that you know the, the PS3 is so much more powerful, and, and yeah, and, and that's stopping games looking better when it's the dominant console. But yeah. I, I really think that uh, that the in terms of processing power, not necessarily graphics, um, games are actually struggling to use the full extent of that. And I think a new console, although it probably will have better specs compared to the 2005 you know, consoles or whatever, I don't think uh, it's going to be a massive leap up. I think it, it'd be more to do with marketing and saying, you know, this is a brand new, fresh thing. Uh, maybe more to do with you know, the, the features and peripherals and you know, the, the idea of it being a, a home entertainment system as well as a console. So, yeah. Mm-hmm, definitely. Um... It's, I'm sorry, I'm being... <laughs> Someone, hold on, Javier just asked, Toby, are you in the bathroom? Because are you getting this echo thing? But then, oh, yes, yeah, sorry, I am, I am, actually. <laughs> no, no, no. But then, uh, but then uh, Jordan said he's in the Coliseum. <laughs> Toby dressed up as... Actually, we're in there today. Dressed up as, uh, what was it, uh, Marcus or well, Maximus from uh, Gladiator. Are you not in... Are you yeah, not in the the Toga on and everything, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, for a second there, I thought you were you, you were you're imitating a uh, puffy. Yeah. Oh, oh, isn't he Diddy now? Anyway. <laughs> well, whatever whatever his name is Diddy. now. Diddy. Yeah, um, Diddy <laughs> uh, I wouldn't be surprised. Um, right. So anyway, so yeah, uh, Toby, I'm sorry, you were actually speaking very seriously. Um, it's, 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 it's it is interesting where 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 the industry is going and. No, I do remember that when that jump first happened between PS2 and 360, where the graphics they were just so much more polished. Everything was so much more shiny. When I saw like Saints Row, and I was like, "Wow, it's so shiny!" That was a big thing. And I think now we can, 
it's it's hard to believe, but you know, seven years it's been, and the next step, I think, the next step in processing really, really should be here. Uh, do let's see, let's see, let's see. Um, who wants to talk next? Uh, Jordan? No, yes, Jordan. Yes. Yeah, well, I I would sort of pretty much disagree that anything about the PS3 being more powerful. I mean, technically, the crazy SPEs and SPUs and whatever it is, and the cell chip and all that stuff. Um, it it never has felt more powerful. It's never really looked more powerful to me. And I know there's a couple of games people say Uncharted 2 and one of the Killzone, right? Um, I don't really think so. I think in basically any game I've ever played, most of them are made multi-platform. And if anything, I say they often look better on the Xbox, and that's just because it's easy to program for, apparently. So um, in many ways, the Xbox has just it's set the path of how things are meant to be for this generation of games. Hardcore, online, the controller was new, all that kind of stuff. It was all online, first-person shooters kind of thing. And the Wii took up the rest of the slack, it feels like. And... Um, so I don't know about it really holding back, but it, it definitely set the tone. I mean, I don't think the PS3 sort of set the tone in this round. I mean, the PlayStation 1, the PlayStation 2, they they were the leaders. They're the ones that point out where things were going. But the Xbox, the Xbox Live, um, that's it really did. I mean, I, I don't even like the Xbox. I, I would never buy one, but you have to admit, they really set the pace and set the tone of the Xbox Live, and that's how we got this PSN. And remember, wait, just before I finish, we should mention, um, remember with the PS2, Sony said something about, oh, we let our developers handle the online themselves so they can choose how awesome they want to do it. And it was basically, yeah, this internet online gaming thing, it's a fad. Sony, we don't want to do it. Let them have to deal with it. And that's why no games had any decent online. <laughs> then for the next generation, Sony was like, You know that at times it felt like they still did that with certain developers, like uh, with MGS4, where you had to like make like five different IDs um, and six different passwords in order to just play the bloody game. Game. And then you play the game and you're like, uh... I swear I signed like two contracts or something in yeah. getting onto that thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, uh, Javier, f- finish off this discussion. I don't want I don't want this to go go on for too long. No, well, um, the the Xbox three three sixty or, or or even when when the Xbox came out, like mm-hmm. for me, I always saw it as this uh, game console that it was supposed to appeal just uh, pretty much to uh, FPS people, people that play uh, on their computer. Yeah, hardcore. hardcore. And I'm doing quote on air quotes right now. Yeah, Uh, yeah, to me, it was was just supposed to appeal uh, this market of people that like playing FPSs on their computer. Uh, However, it it grew into into something more of a a more, uh, I guess, uh, uh, family-friendly console, I would say. I mean, people now have uh, the connect and they they like playing on that thing and and uh, I mean I I wouldn't blame him I'm 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 right now playing on PlayStation Move and it, it's pretty fun to me like playing ping pong I'm like <laughs> I get all crazy playing ping pong and playing like uh, you know um, what is that other game well it's it's a sword game so you fight with the remote as a sword and stuff all but right, yeah 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 it, it, See, it's that's where the Star Wars game would have worked pretty well but. Yeah, it's it's. It, it, I mean, it's pretty awesome, mm. and 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 I get tired and sweaty and the whole thing. So yeah, I mean, to me, the the Xbox. Uh, however, they they want to make a, a new console. It's 
I, I guess yeah. I guess I I can't really uh, I can't really believe what I what I hear from like uh, this person told me that this other person told me that somebody heard and things like that. I believe more the story about uh, Sony already uh, developing their their own con their new console that probably would come out like until 2016 because it came out of uh, <laughs> sort of a sort of like like a um, thing oh, thing from their from their. Um, shareholders or something like that it was like from a meeting and it was like on a memo or something like that i'll probably have kids by then Uh, yeah (laughs) (laughs) don't do it no um uh, okay well i mean yeah very very very, um very interesting topic very interesting oh you you missed it you missed a chance to sing relax don't do it when you want go do it yes from zoolander soundtrack Um, yeah from zoolander sure zoolander grand movie everyone check out zoolander it's great uh, okay, right. So let's uh, let's 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 move on from this this week's uh, big rumor yeah. to <laughs> this week's big disappointment, I guess. Uh, Nintendo. Okay, <laughs> let's let, let's take it back. Take it back. Relax. We're in the lounge. We've got the pipes. We're sitting in the chairs. We've got the Hugh Hefner look here. You know. Oh, you got just quickly. You got to feel sorry for Hugh Hefner. You know, he gets dumped by this twenty-year-old just before the wedding, and he posts it on Twitter. Anyway, so we're here. He's doing all right. He's got lens. <laughs> He'll land on his feet. Yeah. Okay, right. So we're sitting there, we're reclining, we're, we're contemplating on the industry, gentlemen. Nintendo. Nintendo, gentlemen. One step forward, two steps back. It seems the last, the last few generations, uh, maybe even starting from, from the N64, if some people are to be believed. It seems that every time, every time they do something that's interesting, revolutionary, if, if you will, if, if we take the original console name, they do that, but then they take two, two steps backwards and gimp the system themselves. So this year's E3, two weeks ago, one week ago, we, the Project Cafe was officially announced as the Wii U, and the big thing was the controller. And, and, I, and I talked about this, that really, I mean, if you don't count the graphics upgrade, which, I mean, even people right now have here said, it's really not that major, you know, we don't really know the exact specs for it, as far as, far, as, far as we know. It's really just the controller attachment. It's just really an extra peripheral. You know, it's the same as like a light gun or a bazooka for the Super Nintendo. <laughs> Or the shotgun for the old Atari system. Uh, so this this is just another peripheral that's that's you know has a screen yeah. and stuff. Uh-huh. And now we're getting this news that you apparently, according to Nintendo, you can only use one of these, and the other three, if you're playing a standard four-player game, would have to be uh, Wii, Wii, Nunch- Wii and Nunchuck controllers and or classic controllers, not GameCube controllers, because the Wii U officially does not support GameCube, unlike its predecessor. So this is this is interesting, gentlemen. Um, this, I mean, if if this is true, I think this will be a big blow for Nintendo because, personally, having one screen and four of these controllers will be able to, I think, make the game like twenty-player because you can have. Each person has like their own screen. So if if you think for something like a first-person shooter, you can have the screen divided into four bits, and then you can have another four people. So you can have eight people playing in one system. Yes, they'll be very costly on the resources, but think you know you can really think about that. For first-person shooters, having four uh, fully functioning uh, screens inside your controller, that would be great. You know, eight, eight players, easy, easy, but apparently only one. 
And I think, you know, if it is going to be only one, developers aren't just going to utilize it because they're going to be like, well, we can't really do multiplayer of it, so we're just going to put a map onto it or we're going to put, like, an item screen onto it. Just throw some shit on it, right? Gentlemen, I've spoken enough about this. I don't remember the tease anymore because you, who wants to go first? The first person to tea now. Okay, Toby. Yeah, I, 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 well, firstly, I think, like, I, I've never been in a situation where I've been like, I've got seven other friends who I want to play a first-person shooter with or whatever. But, I mean, I don't know. I think it's a bit harsh. I, I don't think... I mean, they, they proved to already that, that they're not planning to just throw in sort of inventories or maps on the on that small screen. They've already showed, like, a number of ideas that with the tech demos. I mean, yeah, they may not come... You know, they may not be implemented well, but they are ideas. You know, there's one where you can use it as, you know, uh, a scope for, 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 you know, the zoom-in scope for a sniper rifle. The one where you can, you know... Uh, one one person is using it to um, to run away from the, the other four players who are on the Wiimotes who can only look at the screen and they can't see him, his screen, uh, and things like that. I mean, there's loads of other ones. You know, you can look all around you in a sort of 3D world as opposed to just looking at the TV screen. I'm not saying it's like necessarily revolutionary, but I think it it, it is a bit more than than just uh, a bazooka peripheral or you know that kind of thing. Mm. Right. I mean, Toby, as you said, you guys know that, and the listeners know this as well. With this thing, there's going to be some pervy games in Japan for this, right? You all know that, you know, just using us. It's, it's yeah, it's that, that, they, their culture just. The they they don't call it touchscreen for nothing. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> anyway, um, okay. So, uh, Javier, I believe you, you wanted to. Yeah, I, I always thought that that concept that you mentioned was interesting, where you can have uh, four people playing on the big screen or or whatever TV you have, and another and it, it, four it, it other people playing cheating. with remotes. Yeah, no, we've, it, all, we've all done it. You're playing with a friend, and you're like, oh, where the hell is he? And you just look at his screen. And yeah, you, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. And and it it would actually be even better if if it could just. Uh, support as many as many uh, remotes or or Wii U modes or whatever you want to call them because mm-hmm. it does it doesn't even have a name at this point. Uh, it would be awesome if it could uh, if it could support as many as as you know as many as it could support. You know, if it would be twenty, it would be twenty, mm-hmm. and 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 people would have you know like giant parties where they go and play like I don't know <laughs> FPS or but or some sort of party game once, like sorry like. What? Once again, this is something that people are probably going to do with a jailbreak or with a hack. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, why is it most this, likely. Why do these multi-billion companies, which have consultants and advisors and a board of directors, which get paid more than any of us will ever be in a lifetime, and they, and they fly around in their Bentleys and drive around in their Boeings, and <laughs> why can they not create something that <laughs> a bunch only- of teenagers do just for the hell of it? There's only so much processing power. You couldn't like run twenty players or thirty players off it. it just, no, it wouldn't be, okay, the game will have to. have to be like a Goldeneye kind of thing. You know. Mm, yeah, 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 fair. And I'll swear. Yeah, I, I tell you, a few years time, they could, they're gonna, we're gonna they, see this jailbroken. Sorry. They could. They could have these mini games that people can play at parties and stuff like that. I mean, I remember getting together with a bunch of people to play. Uh, Super Smash Brother, oh, uh, yes. Super Smash, yes. <laughs> yeah, for sure. That game, yes. and 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 have people just waiting for their turn, and like, mm-hmm. and instead you could have like up to eight or let's say eight players yeah. playing all at the same time and, have and having a good time. Like, yeah, two different arenas, the arena swapping. I used to have quite often uh, have guys come around my house for birthdays and just that kind of stuff when I was around. 12, 13, 14, we, we'd have like Halo LAN parties back when the original Xbox was still around, but we would uh, 
two guys would bring an Xbox uh, each, and then we have two Xboxes, and we just hook them up with an Ethernet cable and connect. Mm. Uh, I would have the, one, the big TV in the living room, and then I'd bring in my crappy 14-inch TV from my room and put it on the carpet, <laughs> and we'd play rock, paper, scissors, so one set of four people would have the 42 inch and the other set of four people have the 14 inch and you have to squint at it and, uh, <laughs> and it was good fun you know and i think this would be this you know if if they implemented it right this would be a fantastic idea once again reggie was like we want to show you know the hardcore and 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 they say that and when they say i'm like maybe nintendo are getting it maybe they're gonna they're gonna do the right thing and then they bring this up and then they're like well, we don't have any games for it to show you yet. And here is new Super Mario Brothers, which looks exactly the same as the Nintendo 64 game. And here is uh, some other stuff. And here is a Twilight Princess port, which will not actually happen. So, anyway, Jordan. <laughs> yeah, well, um, you mentioned like 20 players on one screen. And okay, you know, obviously it's not going to be that much. Or maybe. Um Four people on one screen seems a bit weird in 2011. I was just trying to think of games that people play, especially the hardcore people play, uh, that would really use four-player these days on one screen. I think it's much more popular with, say, first-person shooters to just bring console over or just do it online, you know, um, rather than having four people, like maybe in the GoldenEye days and even Halo, the original Halo. Now I think it's more everyone has their own screen and everything. Um, so four-player games, I think is a bit weird, especially on one screen. I, but, I definitely would enjoy it. But Jordan, I personally miss that experience. These days, you are right. When, <sighs> whenever me and my long, long-term friends, friends I, I knew, know from primary school, when we get together and we want to play something around one person's house, it's impossible to find a game now for the PS3, uh, which we all have, where people can play. I mean, the last game was Resistance, and that was like two-player. They, they want you to have to just play far away from each other over crappy little connections have those stupid microphones in your ear. What happened to just the community experience of sitting right next to your friends and having a laugh and drinking or not drinking if you're underage and all that kind of stuff? What happened, what happened to that closeness that the friends have, you know, you know, punching someone in the face when they're about to shoot you in real, you know, punching someone in real life, all that kind of fun stuff? What happened to that? They want people just sit alone in a dark rooms eating pizza, getting fat, shouting racial slurs at each other. That's, that's what it's turned to. The games that's the world I want to live in. <laughs> no, uh, that's, that's why Smash Brothers, uh, everyone always loves Smash Brothers. Why? Because I, I think maybe looking back at it now, maybe they gimped the bro Super Smash Brothers Brawl Wii Online system on purpose so people didn't play it online. It was so bad. Because Smash Brothers has always been about friends sitting down together. I'm going to choose Captain Falcon. I'm going to choose Fox. I'm going to choose Mario. I'm going to kick the crap out of all of you. And, you know, it's, it's just fun. And now it's just you sit alone and you cry. And then, you, anyway. Um, let's have you, have you, yes. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think uh, you you are right on right on the nail or right on the head, whatever you want to call it, uh, with 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 the 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 thing that we all hate the most now about about gaming is uh, just uh, <laughs> hearing these two opinions do not reflect that of the Jordan. <laughs> well, hear, hearing other people, you know, on your headphones or on your speakers and talking, you know, yelling, yeah, racial stories and and like maybe I they're like twelve Mother. years old and <laughs> yeah, yeah, and talking about your mom and 
and stuff like that. It's just like I all the time that I play online, I I never hear, I don't yeah. never want to hear anybody any anymore. I just like mute the 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 headphones. I don't even turn on my mic. I just leave it off and and I I don't want to hear people and I don't want to talk to people online anymore unless exactly. un, unless they seem to be like decent enough. Like that's one one thing that I liked about um Metal Gear uh, Solid Online is that I actually made good friends in in that game that I still talk to this day. I mean, there's, there's, you know, one or two guys that were like, you know, they just took their own way. But uh, most of the people that I, um, that I met, even if it was really hard to, to log into that game, <laughs> yep. The first time only. The, the next times it was pretty easy. Yeah. Um, I, I actually made good friends in there, and people mm. were just there, like just having a laugh, and not like it wasn't like, oh, take, take it like like the other games that i have played where like it's like oh you fucking idiot and your mom this and this and that it was different and you know forming a clan and all that stuff like it actually makes 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 yeah. us made us better persons online than mm. than before but, I mean, so yeah, yeah that's there are there are plus plus and minus you know <laughs> aspects to each of them but uh, what i do miss is very few games have that where you would have like four guys in one room and then against like another team online and i think that you can't really beat that kind of team experience where you actually have four mm. four people together against four people somewhere else because i mean being in a clan with friends is good but you're like you know using the mic and you're like okay go go to the and then you know it's it's a lot easier with uh, when you're home okay anyway let's um jordan do you have any you want to say something just something I, th I think i did yeah <laughs> yeah, I, I think we just have to like sum up. This kind of shows like the split in the Patriot Cast co-hosts about some of oh, us yeah. are like, oh, we we like sitting in one smelly room and oh, the yeah, drinks are pulled yep. and yep. there's a bunch of coke around and chip packets <laughs> and everyone like talks and everyone can see everyone's action on the same screen and it's <laughs> distracting when there's four damn players on one screen, a 32-inch you know CRT flickering away. Um, it's just crazy, and I like. I think we have moved on, and I think it's, it's kind of like the N Nintendo 64 mindset in an Xbox 360 world, you could say. About four, you know, all on the same thing compared to online and first-person shooters and modern. Jordan, why, why can't you choose between one or the other? This isn't communism, my friend. You can have both, <laughs> and you should have both. Somebody's <laughs> anti-social. <laughs> yeah, the ones that don't like <laughs> online multiplayer games, more than four people. <laughs> anti-social. Um, <laughs> so I went out with my friends uh, till 2am last night and I got to see the crazy move and I was thinking yeah this move thing maybe it's not as bad as I thought you know they finally caught up with the Wii which came out when um, and so I was <coughs> so I was playing way better the, than the Wii uh, it took them how many years five years okay, four way years? better than the Wii anyway it's years anyway, ahead um, of me that's how I see it anyway anyway um it made me think maybe that's a game that you need to have more than two people in a room together, you know, so they can get all sweaty and, like, throw things at the TV together. But generally, <laughs> online is where it's at, and, and some people just have to deal with that. Yeah. Well, it's, yeah. it's nice to have the Patriot Cast split here because it, it makes a fascinating debate and shows people that not everyone thinks like Jordan. Anyway, <laughs> let's, uh, let's move on to the last, last discussion. I purposely left this for the last because I think this will definitely split the Patriot Cast host. And this is something very close to um, Jordan's heart and my heart as well. And uh, it'll be interesting to see what Toby and Javier think about this, who aren't so obsessive compulsive about Apple products. <laughs> me saying this right now using a MacBook with an iPhone right next to me while holding an iPod shuffle. I don't know why I'm even holding this. <laughs> anyway. Uh, 
I like to touch Apple products. It makes me happy. Um, but anyway, so moving on. So there's the big rumors. Uh, actually, I, I'm not going to read this one. Um, Jordan, can you read this one, saying that this is your home turf? <sighs> okay. Um, in my wonderful New Zealand accent. Yes. <clears throat> Apple's video game future. With mobile success already under its belt, we consider Apple's next move and why it could change the way you play at home forever. Even the most blinkered of Apple skeptics, Javier, Javier, will admit that the rise of the iPhone and its close siblings, the iPod Touch and iPad, has been nothing short of meteoric. Anyone else thinking of Linkin Park? Since the inception of the original 2G iPhone back in 2007, Apple has shifted an incredible 190 million units of its combined iOS range, making it one of the most successful platforms of the modern era, and the company recently overtook Google to become the most valuable brand in the world. One area where Apple has enjoyed particular, and some would argue unexpected, success is in the (laughs) distribution of games. It's early in the morning, folks. The iPhone App Store now boasts over 350,000 items available to download, a large percentage of which are focused solely on finger-friendly entertainment. Titles such as Angry Birds, Fruit Ninja, and Flight Control have sold in the millions, making gamers out of people who ordinarily wouldn't even dream of picking up a traditional controller, let alone purchase a portable console. <sighs> okay. Um, <laughs> Jordan, any, any more? Uh, okay, it's a long article, right? No, we'll, 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 we'll leave it there. All right, gentlemen. Okay, ding, ding, ding. Um, this, this is going to be like one of those old style debates. Who's better, Naked Snake or Solid Snake? Well, they're the same person. But this, this, <laughs> actually, this actually has a bit of substance to it. Um, right, gents. So, Apple. We all know Apple. I mean, that point is, is completely correct in the terms of the facts. Apple has been kicking the crap out of, the, if we just look at the figures alone, kicking the crap out of both PSP and DS. Sony and Nintendo and Microsoft. You can't say that, Andrew. You are a fanboy if you look at the numbers. Yeah, okay, anyway. Um, let's... <laughs> but the fact is, just this year, you know, people can release games a lot cheaper and easier on the Apple platform. Again, you know, people can say, well, that's a trade-off in quality. You know, that you can get rid of a bunch of crap. Uh, I, can't, I can't believe how many times I've seen new girls knots and crosses five on you know on the iPhone that kind of stuff. You do get a lot of shovelware, yes, but then again, you get enough shovelware when you have to pay for the SDK uh, and be an official um, developer. So th- that that that's a positive side to it. Personally, I don't think Apple right now need to be to create a specific console because they're kicking, they're winning. In their own turf, right? They don't need to do it. I mean, you know, people are buying the games for the iOS. There's no need to create a specific console because everything's there. There's no need to alienate the people. Everything's just in one place, which is why I think the iOS devices work so well. You want books? You got this. You want video? You got this. You got you want iPhone? You want iPod? You want games? You want anything? That it's like the PlayStation slogan, but it's actually true. It does any everything. You know. It actually, I think iOS devices do do everything. And I think the mobile industry is actually going in a great place, unlike parts of the game industry, which are being gimped by the waggle movement. The mobile industry is becoming the gaming industry. But anyway, that's, that's, just, that's my little uh, rant. Um, let's start Javier off. I think Javier was the first person. 
Well, we can all agree that's just your opinion. And yes. <laughs> I mean, no, I, I, I do like uh, playing on my on my little iPhone 3G, even though it's like one of the old, older ones already. Um, uh, I, I do know that there is a lot of interesting and, uh, and, and fun games on on the, uh, you know, on iTunes or the App Store, whatever you yep. want to call it. Uh, recommendation by uh, Jordan Wyatt, the Parachute Ninja. I've been playing that little game, and it's uh, it, they do very interesting things with just you know, with just being able to touch the screen and 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 uh, using the uh, the phone just to maneuver yourself around the the areas that you are into. Um, it's it's a very it's a very good uh, good and fun game, uh, but it just like to me it just feels like I still need a controller to play games like. I I can get over the fact that uh that I I all I need to do is just you know touch the uh, the screen and 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 move around the the phone a little bit I I mean um it seems like like a lot of games are about vertical movement on the on the iPhone mm-hmm. um or whatever it's it's more about about ver- vertical movement and and about touching the screen and and things like that and I don't know I mean for for me I don't think like a um I've I've played um, the Resident Evil 4 app on on the iPhone and it doesn't it doesn't feel like like you can I mean it doesn't feel like the real game because I did play the real game on 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 the PS2 and it doesn't feel the same it's 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 hard to move around it's hard to to point your gun and all that stuff hmm. um I, I think there's there's a big difference. I mean, I do like uh, playing on the on the phone, but it's it's not the same to me. That's that's the only thing that I usually feel that it's not it's not the same playing on the phone than, than playing on on your PS3. Hmm. Javier, that does bring up a valid, very valid point, which I do have to agree with. Lack of physical buttons is 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 challenging, and I think does restrict the big AAA developers from pushing the big effort into creating the next full GTA game, the next full MGS game, the next full Call of Duty game for the iOS developers. I don't think uh, the specifications are a problem. Graphics, processing, I think, especially with the second iPad and the fourth generation iPhone, those games can outrun the PSP and the, the DS with half of their resources. Um, so that's not the problem. I think the buttons do do create a problem but then if apple do create a specific console and i somehow i've always pictured if apple create a console it probably will be a handheld they add the buttons it would just be an ipad with buttons so that's you know why not just make a special peripheral for the ipad that has buttons on it but then that's going to restrict some of the developers they have to make games with buttons but see it's whatever you do it's 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 not a complete win there's always going to be a trade-off so Javier does raise very very valid points, Toby. Yeah, I mean you guys remember Snake on the old um, on the old phones and Tetris and stuff. Yeah. What we got now on, on iPhones and even iPads is is nothing more than the next generation of that. It doesn't bleed over into into and, and the problem is I have to say games and then you say oh well it's not a proper game and we get into that debate because the problem is video games is such an ambiguous term you know we need a new term but it, it, we've had that term because historically it's applied in the past but uh, you know it's different now that, that you know saying video games is like saying 
you know, moving images. I mean, like uh, for for video, I mean, movies and yeah. music videos and TV shows are all different types of things. But yeah, and uh, yeah, I don't think it can really make that trend that um, that that transgression into into proper console gaming because. Yeah, I mean, like Javier said, with without buttons, it's not really working, and I I just don't, and I don't think Apple want to go in that direction. And even if they did, I don't think they want to like make a um, a console with portable buttons. That they're, they're so, you know, mm. uh, concerned with making everything look ev- making everything look sleek and uh, stuff like that. I just don't think it's it's their thing, and I don't personally think they do well at it. But yeah. That's 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 a very very interesting, Toby. I mean, what you said in the beginning. Uh, the the iPhone games, the iOS games now are basically uh, just um, the next step of Snake or Tetris. I don't yeah, think, exactly. I don't think, but think about it. For example, I bought GTA Chinatown Wars, which is one of the most highly acclaimed uh, <laughs> games on the DS, and it's a brilliant game. And I, it, and I bought it for the Nintendo DS, and I got halfway. I, no, I got like. 20% into the game on the DS, and then I got it for the iPhone, and I completed it. Because, uh, you know, it's, it, was, it was a lot more convenient. I went on holiday. I didn't want to bring the DS. I just, and I, I brought my phone because I, I needed to. And I completed the game. And quite frankly, yes, the game didn't really have physical buttons. And it took a while. And when I say a while, half an hour to get used to it. But once I got used to it, quite frankly, I enjoyed playing that game more on uh, the iPhone than I did on the DS. Because the actual, funny enough... The touch capabilities of the iPhone, which that game was designed for the DS originally, were a lot better on on the iPhone, like unscrewing things to steal cars and that, and trading crack with your finger and that kind of thing. So, I think that that's a fully fledged game which was designed for a console. And uh, yeah, but it's not really it's a portable console, and it's not no, exactly okay, but, the but most high tech. If, if we're gonna go down that route, that means portable games like Pokemon aren't really real games because. The, the I mean, they're always going to be blurred edges. They're always going to be the blurred lines. Nothing I, in life I do, is. But Toby, I do think you, you've kind of over, un, I guess, undershot saying that the iOS games of today are basically what Snake and Tetris were ten years ago. I think you've got to give it a bit more credit. When I think they have this, I don't think they are that. I think that they they occupy the same place in in people's lives. But do you think handheld games like Pokemon, which is the second biggest franchise of all time in video gaming? Is is on the same level? Um, no, because it's a much deeper experience. I mean, I think yeah, that, but, that, well, that's for the, example, the for example, things. Look, if if Jordan's dream comes comes true and Pokemon comes out on the iOS, uh, would would you still would technically you would have to uh, say that now either Pokemon is the same category as Snake was, or you would have to admit that these are these are now bigger games, you know? Oh, no, as I said, I don't believe. As I said, they're bleeding. I mean, they're not bleeding edges, but there are very blurred lines. It, yeah. it, you know, life doesn't work like that. But I'm just saying, realistically, it's not the same experience to get, with that size of a console, especially with touch screen, and it, it never will be. People won't be playing games like Metal Gear Solid uh, or Metal Gear Solid okay, Four well, or uh, whatever. Okay, say they put buttons on the iPad. Yeah. Right. And the iPad, iPad's powerful, and they release MGS three. Let's not say four. They release full fledged MGS three on the iPad. What would you say then? Well, I don't think it'll happen because 
that those games are designed for consoles because it's specialization. You know, people uh, make but, consoles because they want video again, games. I, I specifically listed MGS3 because MGS3 is going to come out for the 3DS in a couple of months. So Yeah, yeah, yeah no, I, I, know, I know, but what I'm saying is, is I, I don't really understand this whole thing of, of having one thing that, that can do everything not particularly well. I'd rather have dedicated game consoles that can do games really well and designed for just that. And, and it's fine to have these sort of blurred edges where you can have these yeah. sort of cool little games like, uh, you know, I love loads of iPhone games and stuff, but, but not, you know, for the full experience. Mm. You see, Toby, you're, you're old school. You're, you know, like uh, just the Genesis, the Mega Drive just does the game, you know. <laughs> these days, I think, and I've talked about this a few episodes back, you know, once you give people one thing, you can't take it back. You have to have Bluetooth. You have to have touch. You have to have... Uh, you know, wireless. You have to have this, that. So it's yeah, it's uh, once you give, you can't take back. Well, that's that's uh, Toby. You raise very, very interesting points. I think it's finally. Hold on, um, Jordan. You know, you have to like. Uh, you probably muted yourself. You're screaming. Okay, I'm gonna let Javier go first. Okay, Javier. <laughs> well, no, I just. I mean, uh, it, this this went in a total like different direction that I I thought it was gonna go because I was I was actually talking about being being an, an a form of of arcade like how our arcades arcades didn't just stay on you know on the games like Snake and and Space Invaders and stuff like that arcades actually they developed into you know into more more. Um, I would say, yeah, more like Taken and, and shooter games and stuff yeah. like that. It's just a different thing. It's it's just like more of short games and 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 games that are uh, uh, a little bit you know challenging, but they they still have they still have this this uh, this concept of of uh, of it's not a console uh, and it's just that that the one game and and you guys are are saying that. Uh, if if I if I like it's it's not hardcore gaming. That's not what it means. It's, it's it it just means that it's like uh, Toby said. It's not specialized. Uh, having uh, being specialized in something, it's uh it's actually a good thing. Uh, whether you you don't think it is. I mean, uh, don't you rather have a specialized person who knows how to build a house and just the guy off the corner who who thinks that. Uh, he knows how to build a house and and just comes in and starts uh building your yeah yeah exactly yes. it's it's specializing is a good thing it's it's mm. not bad i mean i think uh when you see consoles and 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 what they what the people that make them can do with them it's it's different than than you know a, a guy who lives in you know in in, in I don't want to put these guys down, but a guy, a guy who lives, let's say, in in an apartment and and makes a, a you know a game that maybe a, he spent a couple of years or or a couple of months or whatever on it, and then just putting it on the app market, it's 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 way different than um, than having a, a a game console. It's not the same. Mm-hmm. Uh, very uh, again, very interesting mention of. You mentioned arcades and them starting off, and I think that's something I want to hold off for my final thoughts. But before we get to that, Jordan, I'm going to let you unleash yourself, sir. Unleash yourself <laughs> yeah, all over go. Javier and all over Toby. See, <laughs> see, what, see how that turns out. 
Yeah, I have to keep it short because um, we'd be here too long, but I'll, I'll try and keep my thoughts short. Yeah. Um, it seems like there's always been, whenever something starts taking off, it always seems like the old guard always have one kind of argument about it. It's kind of like the Nintendo 64 and the PlayStation, you know, it's like, yeah. it's not, you know, oh, we got four controllers or, oh, we got Banjo-Kazooie or, oh, it's Nintendo, you know, Sony can't compete. Why? Because they're new. It's Sony. They're not like Nintendo. Nintendo is invincible. Um, I think the latest argument, uh, like for Android, for example, oh, it's got notifications, you know, oh, it's got copy and paste because that's such a friggin' major feature, right? Um, over helps. time, the new things catch up with these things, and the current the current one seems to be they don't have plastic buttons, and so they're not consoles, or they can't do the real games because they don't have these little bits of plastic that move. Mm. Um, <laughs> um, I think... Technically, I haven't really played many games on my iPhone that I'd say that it would be better if I had a couple joysticks. Like, oh, I wish I was playing this on my PSP because that's what we'd have. <laughs> um, generally, I think games like Pokemon, Zelda, all the games that people really love, and this is excluding mobile games, let's say, um, but handheld games, I think they would be excellent on it. And I, I just wish, it just seems Nintendo has the right um, franchises and they just won't release the multi-platform, which is, you know, really sad. But that's what Nintendo do. They're like Apple, you know. They hold their things for them. They don't license it out um, because I think those games would be bloody excellent. I've always thought if we want to talk about, you need a controller in your hand. Okay, so they make one in China that costs them like what five dollars to make, and then they sell it for like twenty, thirty, fifty, and it would just be a Bluetooth controller, and that's really no different. And um, in that vein, we could talk about like a home console. I've seen the uh, AirPlay. Have you guys seen that? Just mm -hmm. quickly. Mm -hmm. Well, they have it streaming to, say, an Apple TV, for example, from an iPad. I've seen, like, Real Racing and things like that. And Real Racing, it's a, yeah, it is a phone game. It's at least, G, I'd say it's a um, Gran Turismo 3 sort of style graphics. It's quite incredible on a phone. It doesn't look as good as Gran uh, Turismo 5. I keep wanting to say GTA. Uh, Gran Turismo 5, it's not quite that level, but it's, it's definitely, say, Gran Turismo 3 or 4 even. Um, and I just think they're just excellent. And I think um, if our definition of a gaming console means it has to have a AV cord or an HDMI out to a TV and a, and a joystick in your hand, uh, I think that definition of gaming has to leave. Right. Uh, okay. Um, Javier. I'm sorry. What? <laughs> did, did, did you? Uh... Did, did you want to say no, you meant to say Jordan you have completely convinced me and I was totally I was, wrong no because I, I was watching the, <laughs> I was I was just like in the, one of those moments watching the TV and no the the real thing here for me is that no, I'm not saying that oh you only need a, a remote or oh you only not a remote a controller to play a game or it's not real because you cannot uh, plug it on a TV or anything like that I think uh, uh, Jordan if you think that's my argument I think uh, you're wrong because uh, what I'm saying here is that if 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 you're able to play a game, whatever the whatever the platform is that you're using, whether it's a, a TV or or a phone or or if you're playing it in the sole of your shoe, it's a game. Oh, yes. It's not. <laughs> it's not like it's it's not like you're playing. You only need plastic buttons, like you say, or or a fake plastic gun to play a game. It's just the the way you do it and how it does it handle. To me, that's. To, the, to me, that's how I play games. I, it has to feel right in order for me to play it. If I don't feel right that uh, playing uh, 
Street Fighter 4 on my iPhone, it, it's, it doesn't feel right, then I can't consider it sort of a good game. And it, it's always been part of gaming. I remember back in the 90s, uh, checking magazines for games, and one of the criteria they have to review games is its, it's controls. How, do, how does it handle? Mm. And, uh, and, and, and I, I can't, seriously, I can't play a fighting game on my iPhone because, you know, it requires your fingers to be blocking the screen. I can't play a... Uh, um, a shooting game like the before mentioned Resident Evil Four because it blocks my view uh, as well. So that's the only that's the only argument I have against you know playing on an iPhone. And and I'm pretty sure somebody somewhere is gonna invent a way that I can you know uh, just uh, Bluetooth ju- just Bluetooth my control into the into the the, the iPhone or the or the iPad or whatever and being able to to play it. And and I I think that will actually like greatly improve uh, games on 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 the iPad or iPhone or or any tablet mm. for this matter. It's mm. it's just it's it's just that's just my issue. That I, I don't have anything against the iPad. I don't have anything against Apple. I actually would like them to do better so their prices go cheaper and I can buy more of their products. It's just you know the matter of 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 how can I play this game and is is it does it feel does it feel all right to play it or or is it kind of like weird or it's you know, that's that's my own, my only argument I don't I don't hate or despise any product mm, yeah very 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 interesting point Javier Toby yeah I think the 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 problem we always stumble upon it is this whole we we need a redefinition you know, of the things, because me fiddling around on an RPG, you know, equipping my armor or talking to someone and hearing what he has to say or whatever, you know, is is a fundamentally different experience to, and not any better or worse, but a fundamentally different experience to, you know, making, chucking birds at um, pigs on an iPhone. And that's a different thing. So, like, um, yeah, there's that. And the other thing I want to say was, you know, it's kind of easy uh, to cast like myself and stuff as as the old guard, like you said, and you bring up some good points, Jordan. But like, it, it's also easy to say, oh well, iPad will you know have the the same graphics as PS3 soon and stuff like that. And but it, God knows, you know, graphics and processing power is so is so little in comparison when you you look at the whole uh, game. It's how you use it that really matters, and just and just having that power doesn't at all necessarily mean that it's going to be the same sort of thing, the same sort of experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, once again, also very valid points. Jordan, your last point before I finish this off. <laughs> okay. Uh, throwing birds at pigs, you know, is that any different than drawing lines on the real console, that wonderful Nintendo Wii U? You're going to take the line drawing game? That is love. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but that, that is a, a real console, and it's, hey, let's Bible. Hey, mum, mum, I want to yeah, draw yeah. an inch. I want to do a centimeter. Come on, let me play. I want to do the centimeter, the centimeter <laughs> level. <laughs> um, I think the length of game thing is interesting. Like, you guys just seem like. You know, Angry Birds, for example, that's an example of an iOS game. Okay. Um, I've played many games that have required me to play them for, uh, let's say, at least five, ten hours, I'd say. And uh, I'm not repeating levels. I'm playing actual set stories, like, a, like campaigns and RPGs, for example. Um, okay. So, yeah, um, Dungeon Hunter 2 is one that's it's like a Zelda kind of thing, you know, that kind of magic and wizards and swords and stuff. Um, the length of game, I mean... 
yeah, there's there's plenty of games that I've played that are just absolute hours worth of gameplay. And wasn't in terms the length of a more the story. cinematic experience, and, and you know the the fine fiddling around with things and talking to people and stuff. Yeah, that's my point. Talking to people in game NPCs. Well, RPGs, yeah, and you know fiddling with uh, looking at the stats. Yeah, well, know. Dungeon Hunter two for that kind of thing, for example, and equipping like boots, belts, rings, hats. Uh, Double, you know, fighting a sword in each hand, uh, archery, magic, staves, you know, it's it's got all that. Um, it's not a technical thing. Um, and all, it re- yeah, 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 we'll be here forever. Um, my last point I'd like to say is just think of Game Boy games. I mean, think of the experiences we had on the Game Boy, and what what did it have? A D pad and a B and A button, really. It had two buttons and a D pad. When I think of it, really. Um, so think of like Pokemon, Zelda, Mario, think of those experiences and personally if you were to give me the choice between an on-screen joystick and an actual plastic D-pad, um, I'd definitely go with the on-screen joystick, you know, I really don't like D-pads anymore. <laughs> really, up, down, left, right, yeah, I de- you know, up and right, you know, to go diagonally, I'd definitely go with the on-screen joystick. There's no and, friction, um, you don't get any feedback I- from the... Are you talking about a Nintendo remote or are you talking about an actually con- actual control? Because you don't need to press up, down at the same time on a on a D-pad to to go diagonal. The worst thing about touch screen is sorry. How can you press up and down at the same time on a D-pad? I mean, up, up, up and forward or if whatever you to that go the diagonally. Explodes. That's that's the secret code. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Um, Okay, guys, let, let's, let me just put this to rest. It's, uh, each one of you has a very valid point. I guess I kind of made myself the referee. Each one of you has a very, very valid point here. Uh, you have Toby on one side who's more into the cinematic side of gaming, the more what he sees uh, an in-depth experience. You have Javier there who's... Uh, I guess, Javier, I guess you're similar to Toby, right? But you, you're, you look at a wide scope of things you know you want the best of everything you have jordan who's always new and forget <laughs> the old no sentiments no past no fresh <laughs> kill destroy weakness, you know memories for the poor he's like spock he doesn't feel shit he just knocks you out of his little thing and you go down <laughs> and you get sent into an ice planet and then you meet old spock and he's all like i'm gonna blow your mind bitch that's, uh, that's, that's the new star trek jj abrams movie great movie, great movie. <laughs> anyway so <laughs> um I think it's very interesting what Javier mentioned there, and Toby talked about cinematic experience. Javier mentioned the fact that, you know, it started off as, uh, actually, Toby said, talked about Tetris and Snake and how it's just uh, like a small arcade game, and that's what those games were, and Javier also mentioned, and then Toby talked about a cinematic experience. For me, it's interesting how, I always see history, uh, I think it repeats itself, no matter how, how much more humans evolve and how more sophisticated we become, history always seems to repeat itself, we're, just, we're creatures of habit, we always repeat ourselves inadvertently, it seems to be built into us, and video game is no different, it's a human made industry, and games started off as arcade games, as you know, uh, things like Tetris, although Tetris was a Game Boy game, bad example, things like Space Invaders, things like Pong, things like uh, you know, then they evolved into, you know, uh, Ninja Turtles and all that kind of stuff. They were just specifically built for just that one game. Then they moved on to, they became home consoles. Then they grew up and they became these big cinematic scopes. Games like Final Fantasies, games like Metal Gear, games like Grand Theft Auto, where it's an open world, world it's an experience. It's, it's all, all, most of your senses except smell 
are you know uh, intertwined into it you know it's 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 this big visual just thing running out of expressive words climactic Um, yes i don't know (laughs) and uh but but then you have these iphone games and phone games which started off again as 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 basically arcade games and they've progressed and they they, they've risen up on onto this level and now they're dominating again so in a way i think the iphone and the ios and the phones having all these smaller arcades they're bringing us back to our roots in a way by uh, making making arcade-like games more popular and you can see that the big cinematic consoles the fully evolved creatures they're now adapting that we're seeing angry birds for ps3 we're seeing a bunch of these uh, plants versus zombies for things you know for xbox 360 live market i think that's why like live marketplace and the psn and all these places uh, were there because they saw the success of these games on smaller platforms so it's kind of like it's a backward style of evolution and how you know we're getting these games back and then i think eventually in a few years you're going to get you're going to get the big cinematic games on things like ipad because they will be able to support them and i think it's it, they will always feed off each other you know you're going to have the big big triple a games and the smaller classic games and they're always going to be like an infinity eight symbol they're always going to be just just in, in, the, in this constant constant link with each other, advanced and basic, they're, they're, they're going to need to coexist, you know. So it's, I think it's, it's, it'll be interesting to look, to look forward to the future in that way. Um, but yeah, that's, uh, I, I think that's, I mean, we can't really, you know, this isn't one of those debates where you can just settle like, I am right and you are wrong. You know, everyone, everyone's going to have their opinions. But nonetheless, <laughs> it's a very interesting debate, and I hope that listeners can come away from this with with a sense of their own understanding and their own opinion I, I, on, on this matter. I believe Jordan will disagree with you. Jordan, do you want to disagree with me? <laughs> oh, no, I love Andrew. I love Andrew. <laughs> I think I'm, trying, I'm trying to be partial here. Uh, I mean, my own opinion, I mean, I am saying my own opinion. I think it's, I, I can definitely understand where Toby's coming from. I love to sit down and play my L.A. Noir and be like, yes, I think you are talking shit. I'm going to call your lie. And, but also, when I'm on a plane and where I'm on, on holiday, I love to pack my little phone with like 24 different movies and a bunch of games that I, just in case I get stranded on a desert island, I'll be able to, you know, play, <laughs> play uh, I don't know, Final Fantasy 2 on the phone or something, you know. So Until the battery runs out. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be pretty crap. I rubbed on my hair or something. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, so that's, that's the big topic. Right, so we're going to, me and Toby are going to review... As we pro- promised last week, we're going to give a quick review of L.A. Noir. Neither of us have completed it, but we're pretty far into it where I think we can we can give a justifiable review. So if anyone hasn't yeah. bought L.A. Noir yet or doesn't know what the game is, the game is published by Rockstar and <laughs> developed by Team B- Bondi, Team Band, but yeah, Bondi. Um, Something like that. I believe, I believe they're, they're an Australian, an Australian studio, which is different from New Zealand, as I have realized today. And uh, thank you, Jordan. And, um, and basically, these guys, the big gimmick, if you want to call it, but I think it's much more than that, the big thing, the big revolution behind this game is the fact that they're using state-of-the-art, never-before-done mocap technology, which makes, which takes real actors and brings the real actors' faces into the polygon models, which allows for a game, to, for this detective game, to focus on truth, lying, and you can really be a real detective because you have to tell whether people are lying or not. So that's kind of 
the big thing behind it. But then you get so much more. The game is set in 1947-ish New York. Not in New York. L.A. <laughs> post, post-World War II. Gritty. Noir. If you're not familiar with noir, noir is a sub-genre, a cult of film, if you will. Uh, it's, it was started off around that time after the Second World War when people started to doubt each other and uh, mistrust and deceit was in the air film noir movies are dark gritty a dark night uh, is kind of like a noir film uh, mementos and modern noir uh, the, the, Termi- the first terminator movies are tech noir so they're gritty they're, they're set in mostly cities gritty establishments they're they're about they're always they're often about people the law and ambig- the ambiguity of the law and the protagonist is usually uh, morally, uh, um, not very morally just, and then you have the women trying to stab them. So it's a sub, sub, sub-genre, sub-cult, if you don't know what that is. Um, so yeah, the game itself, and, and uh, you know, that's the thing, the game is so vast, I myself can spend the next hour just describing the basic or basics of it before we get into the review. But Toby, um, like, where do you want to start off on this? Um, I mean, I don't know. It's a fantastic-looking game. I mean, probably the, the visuals and the animation are, are probably its finest parts. I mean, you talk about the the, uh, the facial technology; it's insane. I mean, it's got loads of actors uh, you recognise—not huge movie stars, but uh, people like from Mad Men and other actors you'll probably recognise. Some people from Heroes and stuff, and and you can literally recognise them in game. Uh, it's really nice to see them, and, and they're obviously that, that they're those specific actors, so you can see their, you know, all their nuances and stuff like that. And uh, yeah, it's looking fantastic. Mm, yeah, that, that, that's the main thing: the amount of actors they actually employed for this game. Every single, you know, what you have is you have like chapters. It's like a TV serial where every week Detective Cole finds, you know, solves a murder or a drug bust, and. You know, he goes around. It's kind of like CSI, where he just goes around from one person to the other, trying to find who the who who the culprit is. And you know, every single there are the, you know there are a bunch of bunch of missions in the game, and every in every single kind of mission, every single chapter, he encounters like f- between five and twelve people, and each one of them is played by a different actor. So the amount of people mm. they got there was really really as- uh, astonishing. And uh, what really got me is uh, initially, I think a lot of people were thinking, "Oh, this is GTA set in '30s," you know. But uh, there is, and I talked about this before. I saw a video where, and, and I realized with GTA, you can do whatever the hell you want. You can kill anyone you want, whatever. This game, you're playing a good guy. You can't actually kill pedestrians on the street. They they magically move out of the way. Uh, you got lightning uh, reflexes. Yeah, yeah, very, <laughs> very good. And I mean, you, you get like fined for it if if you do that. So. It's interesting, this is Rockstar's first kind of effort at being a good guy, you know. GTA, even Red Dead. What do you, what do you think about that, Toby? Yeah, I think it's a, a good change of pace. Um, and it, especially in, in the fact that you're, you're a good cop trying to, um, you know, work against all these sort of corrupt cops and stuff like that and, and you know, trying to be the best you can. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's quite, it's, you know, you've got to uh, give it to them. It's quite hard to... Make a game like that and make it enjoyable when when you can't just go around. I mean, obviously you can, but you're you're not really meant to go around uh, mm. smashing into people. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, my my only problem is that because the way it's set like that, they make it so if you kind of fail or, or screw up a bit, it, you don't really get punished. I mean, it, it still kind of moves on. <laughs> they don't like whip you. Or you don't see the commissioner just <laughs> <laughs> whipping him. And- 
taking yeah you just money get you get like money deducted from you and that kind of thing yeah which i mean okay let's let's move on so we talk about the presentation value graphics are amazing you know even the small nuances usually the reflection in the car's wheels of the actual street yeah. rendered in real time gameplay itself so quickly moving on to gameplay so this is an open world game but the thing is it's you don't, for example, you don't really get to choose. You can't pull out a gun whenever you want. You know, you only pull out, pull, pull out a gun when you need to. And it's and it's kind of mixed between the open world driving around and actually the the truth lie interrogation system itself. And I and I found that the the blend is quite good. You know, just as you've had too many sit downs with the suspects and you've asked them too many questions, you get into the car and someone someone's driving a bread truck away and you have to chase him or, you know, someone's... Yeah, it's lovely pacing. The ground. So I think the pacing, the, the, they pace the game very well. It doesn't really get dull at any... Would you agree with that, Toby? Yeah, for sure. Like, uh, I love those sequences, you know, where, I, you know, where something happens and you're suddenly sort of climbing yeah. up, uh, you know, uh, ladders on these old buildings and, <laughs> and stuff like that. Although sometimes the controls on the PS3 version, I don't know if it's the PS3 version, maybe it's just my fault, when you have to climb up the, like, the ladder... And they're like spinning. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sometimes I get when a bit confused, then I get him to just, he just, he's like a retard. <laughs> he's going up and down and up and down and up and down. And, and meanwhile, the, the robber's yeah. just fucking running off yeah. into the distance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that, yeah. That's the other thing. You, you do that and you're like, oh crap, this sucks. And it kind of ruins the immersion. And then you fail it and it just, you just start, start at the beginning yeah. or it says, do you want to skip it? Which is yeah. kind of, kind of lame. I, I, was playing, I was playing through this mission where you have to like stalk this woman down the street. She's walking away, you know. And you have yeah. to basically casually follow her. And the thing is, she turns around every now and then and she sees who's behind her. And if you don't like hide behind the rubbish bin or you don't pretend to be reading a newspaper or getting your shoe polished by black people, you know, back in those days, that's what it was like. Um, you know, she sees you and you fail the mission. And basically you start off, not even at the beginning of it, but you start off halfway through stalking her. So there is a bit of a... Jordan, you have a question? Yeah, I mean, everyone's talking about how much how great this game is and stuff, and like noir and all that. And then you talk about stalking people who randomly turn around and stuff, and it makes me think. It reminds me of the worst chapter of Metal Gear Solid Four. You know, the whole stalking bit through the shadows, wearing a brown trench coat and a fake mask to look like Young Snake, and having to follow the guards to get to the secret meeting place. You can get like the to finish the chapter, which has like five hours of video cinematics, which make games so great. Um, yeah, it's it's reminding me of part of Metal Gear Solid Four, and that is not a good thing. I'd love to hear you guys how it's a good thing in this game. Well, I mean, well, I can address. Yeah, yeah, you sorry, go, go for it. No, okay. Well, um, I, I, all I can say is, it's you do that very rarely. I mean, I've, I think I've only done it twice or three times, and and there okay. is a. It's not like the. I think it, it's it's a bit more exciting than the MGS. Yeah. Just, a lot just, wouldn't be yeah, hard you walk around and then there's this dude and you have to hide from the guards this is all about you know if you get too close she will turn around and you have to use the environment you don't just like oh, i've got to hide behind a wall i've got to crouch down and use this face camo you actually have to use the environment you're like okay i see that there is a dude there shining shoes and i see there's a newspaper on the floor there just a couple of feet away from me so if she turns around i can use either one of them so it, it gets you to think about that you know toby what, what do you have to say yeah i think it's it's all about the story content as well which is it's it's strongest feature along with its presentation because you know you're feeling like it, it's so well realized you know all the people yeah shining shoes and and, and the bars and stuff and, and you really feel like i mean that it's it's just its content in terms of narrative 
uh, is, is its strongest point because uh, it's so well realized and that's kind of hard to bring across just by telling someone you, ha- you know you have to kind of play it but mm. yeah definitely yeah so I mean in that sense it's not you hardly it's not there isn't like a, 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 like one fifth of the game devoted to it it's 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 a very very small portion yeah. of the game so that's uh, I think it's it, it, I only mentioned it because I've just recently passed that that level in the game um, but yeah, I mean, general controls of gameplay, I think they do a very good job in pacing and the game does, doesn't really get boring. In terms of uh, presentation, you know, the graphics, I mean, I don't think the graphics are amazing, uh, as, as amazing as something like uh, Uncharted in the sense of the actual, the, the scope of the rendering. But I think the facial technology really makes it an overall much more immersive and realistic game. Would you agree, Toby? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, as we, I think we said before, like, <laughs> the... Uh the, the skeletal or body animations aren't quite up to par with the facial animations, so it looks mm. kind of gawky sometimes. Some, but yeah, yeah, sometimes that is that is the thing where they sit down and like his face is doing one thing, and it's kind of like, <laughs> it's, sometimes it looks like their faces are trying to escape their bodies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but I mean, there's always yeah. room for improvement, I guess. But uh, um, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's great. Yeah, but I think I think what they do is uh, they capture the mocap, the face separately, and then. A lot of the times in the actual cinematic scenes, they'll actually mocap the full actor and body, but sometimes when they're sitting down in the office to interrogate someone, they'll just pre-render it. That's yeah, yeah. I believe it's, so, and, and, and the bits where they're pre-rendered, that looks a bit... I think like the, there are a bunch of flashback sequences during the Second World War. I think some of those are, you know, are realistic uh, and, and, and others aren't as real. So presentation is great as well. I mean, graphics, music, uh, mentioning music, the tone of the game is very, very good. Yeah, um, brilliant. It's, uh, you know, there's this, you don't really notice it, and which is, which is a good thing because I think in games and in movies, you shouldn't really notice music, but it should enhance the experience, almost like mm. this kind of weird oxygen that's just, just feeding you. You don't notice that you breathe, but you live through it. And, you know, a lot of the times in, 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 some, in some of these movies, like Pirates of the Caribbean, where it's just the music's hitting you over the head of it, like, ba 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 jumping, and look at him doing this shit. You know? It's got this amazing yeah. sort of soft jazz yeah. and, and yeah, sort of yeah. freestyle it's, stuff going all the time. It's brilliant. Yeah, it's very of the time. You know, there are radio stations in the cars. I don't really know. Can you switch to radio stations? I don't, I don't think you can switch to radio stations. No, no. But, no. But most of the time, the, the dialogue in the actual car is, is just like GTA. The characters talk. So by the time you actually go and the dialogue finishes, you're at your destination. And it's not like GTA where some of the missions get brutally hard and you have to do them 500 times. No, exactly. It's not really, it's not one of those things where rob a bank, kill all these people. It's more, you don't really fail missions. The only times you fail missions are when someone's running away and you don't catch them. So that's the only time, that's really the only time. Javier? Um, Yeah, (laughs) I was thinking when you guys were were talking about the stalking and Jordan uh, mentioned the Metal Gear Solid, it also reminded me of the uh, first Assassin's Creed where where you do the the stalking missions and and then (laughs) they look back and they're like, are you following me? And then you have to go to the side or the mission restarts the whole way. Yeah, and 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 it's it that concept is really good, and and um, I wish they would have made it like sort of like that in Metal Gear, where you where you can actually like uh, act distracted, but it was more about uh, having ha- being like during a curfew, and you couldn't be outside, mm-hmm. so you also couldn't be seen by anybody else. Um, but this game, this game has has a, an interesting point, or a, how to hide yourself by reading a paper and doing all those kinds of things. I I I actually uh. I actually think it, it, it sounds pretty good. Mm. 
I think I think the, the last thing I can say in the review is the actual the aesthetic that the, the presentational value is I, I don't think I've ever felt like I was in any location in any game before and you know this game isn't 3d you know it doesn't have any you don't have to sit in a special chair that vibrates or anything like that but I think Toby I think you agree you know team Bondi if that's the way you pronounce them did such a great job in actually making the world real you know yeah yeah making it you know the people dress they look like they do you know the houses the graphics are fantastic you know it's really you you really want to be in that time you know you want to go back to the 40s and it's kind of because you know all the movies from that time are black and white and you can play the game in black and white if you want but I think the first time you play it, I think you should definitely play it in color because it really gives this world so much more spectrum, so much more visual appeal, so much more flavor. I guess I'm just using all these descriptive words. <laughs> so it's. And, uh, would you agree in terms of like it really makes you feel like you're part of that world? Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I think I, I guess to kind of wrap up my my thoughts on it, like by saying my sort of biggest problem with it, and and I think it's its best thing, which is the, the biggest problem, which we haven't really addressed, is is when you're doing the interviewing. Mm. Um, it's yeah. kind of hard to predict what uh, your character Cole Phelps is is actually going to say because you know you might want to do a subtle sort of uh, accuse with some information yeah. you got or a doubt, yeah. and, he's like, and then you he'll suddenly scream, "You killed you him! Yeah. You're going yeah. to the jail for the rest of your life!" And yeah. you know, uh, and that and that's a bit hard. But you know, that's that's something that's very difficult to. Uh, to doing games, mm. uh, I think they made a fair effort at it, but that's the only thing. Yeah. And then, on the flip side, I think that the game is strong. One of the game's strongest points, at least, is is the fact that it it's it's so adult and and mature. It deals oh, with you know yeah. a lot of um, really good things, but not just like hey, there's loads of boobs and hey, there's there's oh, a no, killing. Not at all. No, I haven't seen <laughs> but it's one like boob. mature. Oh, that's no, a no, disappointment. I've seen, I've seen, no, I've seen boobs, but they're like of dead people. Which yeah, <laughs> I've, seen, I've, I've seen boobs before too. Yeah, no, oh, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, and it's just lo- loads of like you know really mature themes, and it's totally. nice to see those sort of coming into video games and it bringing to a new level. Yeah, that's, that's that's a fantastic point, Toby. It's it's the most it's the most maturest game I've ever played. I know in a the sense there's like Mortal Kombat, you could like rip a dude's spine out of them, feed it up his ass, and all that <laughs> stuff. It's mature in the sense that like like one of the first missions is like this guy is prejudiced against Jews. You know, mm. so he like, so, and this guy gets killed, and there's like racial racial barriers and demographics, and you know there is like a lot of racism in the game, like side, it's in the main missions and even in the side in the world, because you know that's what America was like mm. in those days, and even the world. So, the game deals with extremely mature themes, and I think it handles handles them very well. As yeah, well. yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, Toby, that's a, f- a fantastic point, and and as you said, I think in terms of. I mean, every now and then when you're interviewing the people, I maybe maybe it's the actors or maybe some of the mocap doesn't work some of the time. Where you don't really know. I mean, are they lying? Are they being the truth? Because sometimes the actual character's personality, you know. So sometimes I'm like, well, is he just saying the truth or is he just lying or is he being? Yeah, crazy? it is difficult yeah. sometimes. Sometimes it is difficult, but I think I think it is all about how well you judge character and how well you can read people's uh, body language, you know. And mm-hmm. I think like, and I really do think this is this is a breakthrough game, and I think this right now this deserves to be game of the year, and I can't really think of anything else that can top it. I mean, sure, Modern Difficult. Warfare, yeah, Modern Warfare Three is going to be big and explosion, and it's going to be just this. Battlefield Three, Pull Two, yeah. it's going to be a big year. Yeah, yeah, but I think in the terms of the actual. 
overall achievement for the industry. And I think this this is this is the place the games need to go. This is the right place. Absolutely. You know, this complete immersion, this visual uh, spectrum, this the actual the gameplay. Just I think I think this is where games need to go. I think they need to further themselves away from was a Sesame Street Connect. You know, and, <laughs> yeah. and, uh, and drawing. Yeah, yeah, and I think I think they need uh, they need to actually L.A. Noir is where it is. It's really showing. I think games like that. I think I, I consider a game like L.A. Noir an art form. You know, and I, I know that's the big debate. Absolutely. Games are an art form, but I think a game like L.A. Noir is is an art form. And I think, yeah, I, I don't really want to give it a score because I think scores, in a way, they kind of really you know, it's like. Apples and oranges, you know, you can't, a game like Final Fantasy VII can't be compared to something like L.A. Noire because they're, again, games are so vast and there is such a time period. So I think the viewers should just, the listeners should just judge the game based on what we, we, we've said. And obviously it's a positive yeah. review. So uh, take take what we said and just put it, put it into your own uh, spectrum there. So that's L.A. Noire there. And uh, I would definitely recommend it to everyone uh, well, over the age of, you know, sixty or sixteen or eighteen or whatever the, uh, the the label says in your country. But it's it's a fantastic game, and I think if you are a hardcore gamer, if you do follow the industry, you know, it's it's something you have you just owe yourself to play. You know, it's it's one of those games. Even, even if if you, if you don't think it's your thing, just just to say that you know you've played it, it's it's, it's, very, it's a very good game. <sighs> okay, <clears throat> my voice is dying. Have you? I've really I've kind of spent myself my voice here. I'm going to be very hoarse on the movie Patriots, unfortunately. <laughs> so well, we can save it if you want you're, for you're, next time. You're going to do you're going to do most of the talking. I don't know, um, but we'll, we'll, dis- we'll discuss it after the show. Um, so, um, so yeah. Anyway, once again, that's that's been the Patriot cast for this week. It's been quite a long one this week. So hopefully the listeners uh, the listeners can enjoy listening to that. Um, oh, once again, I mean, you know, please spread the word. Uh, can someone email us to? Tell us, are we doing a good job or not? Because, I mean, what the hell? I mean, we, we, we again, we, we get no feedback. Facebook group. There is a Facebook group on the Patreon cast. Just, you know, everyone's on Facebook. If you're listening to this, the chances are you are on Facebook or someone you know are on Facebook. So, you know, if you have a girlfriend or like a family member, just hack into their account and get them to follow the Patreon cast. Steal <laughs> their passwords. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so I mean, whenever the show comes out, can someone like uh, like start a little thread on the, on on the not not us, not one of the four hosts, one of the listeners? Can you just like post on the Facebook on the wall, like saying what you thought of the show, what you think of the discussions? Then maybe we can do a little bit of a after feedback to uh, on uh, on the next show, you know, listener feedback that kind of thing. And we're not even asking for emails anymore. Just just Facebook. Everyone's on Facebook. Just go in there. Just follow the Patriot Cast. We'll accept you as a friend. Whatever you need to do, and. Uh, and yeah, just 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 start up, uh, start up a nice nice community on there. Uh, I think we we unfortunately we're going to be axing the the forum. It had a it had its its peaks, but unfortunately Facebook is where it's at. at Social uh, media. Yes. Anyway, well, once again, I would like to thank all my hosts for. Uh, <clears throat> yes, Javier, uh, Jordan. It's the Patriot Cast on Facebook. So I'm, I'll I'll have to go in there and like change. Maybe you can get like a custom handle for it. Anyway. Once again, thank you very much, all of you guys, for being on the show. You can find Jordan at coexisting with not hu- coexisting with non-human animals. Blogspot.com. Is that right, Jordan? Coexisting with non-human animals. You can find his podcast. You got it. Just search J Won't Dart at 
Uh, not at, on like the iTunes store and, or coexisting with non-human animals. So you can find them there. You can find Javier at, how was it, have no game? Don't, I've got a bookmark. Don't have game dot com. I mean, don't, don't have game dot proboards dot com. Dot proboards dot com. Proboards? Oh. Blogspot. Blogspot, yeah, Blogspot. that one. Don't have game. <laughs> I was thinking about the, the the forum group. Yeah, or you can find them on and uh, on um, Twitter at Exploroid at Exploroid, right? Yeah, and uh, that kind of stuff. You can find Toby. Toby, where can they find you? I still haven't quite memorized it. Um, my two senses dot com is my kind of personal games blog, and you can find me on Zap where I'm putting up. Even more E3 articles, even though it's slightly late, but yeah, they're coming. And on my Twitter is my two senses. Stuff I've got to follow you on Twitter, Toby. Um, and that's yeah, and that's that. And I mean, you can find me here because this is my show, bitches. And uh, <laughs> and we'll be here every week bringing you the latest in uh, games and hopefully making you laugh and cheering up, making your day a bit brighter or making you depressed, whatever you feel like it. So once now again, always, always remember to tell a friend. Yes, yes. And uh, spread the word on Facebook because, you know, the more people know on Facebook, the more people will know and it's going to be like a virus and everyone's going to know about it. Anyway, for this week, it's been the Patriot Cast. My name is Andrew. Thank you very much to all my co-hosts. Thank you very much for listening and we will see all of you next time. Bye.